Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am the host of a pen and a napkin podcast, the coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. We are back with our book club selections here, and I believe this is book club number 11, and we are going to do the second half of, it's either 11 or 12, but we're going to do the second half of Getting to Us, uh, written by Seth Davis. Uh, the last time we did a, a book club pod, uh, we covered five coaches, Shashevsky, uh, Izzo, Beheim, Harbaugh, and Urban Meyer. And this week we're going to cover five more of them. Uh, we're going to start out with Gino Ariema, of course, the legendary head coach at the University of Connecticut with the women's program there. Uh, a bit of a controversial guy, you know, depending on which uh, what your view of Coach R.E.M. is. But I found some interesting things about R.E.M. in this book. Uh, number one, uh, a lot of people think he's a genius. Um, but when it comes to book smarts, he is not that. He is not a, a, a book genius. Uh, what he does, as Davis writes, uh, was... Uh, he has great emotional intelligence. He sizes up rooms, analyzes situations, reads people, and reacts accordingly. Um, and if you ever hear Gino talk, uh, you know that he does have that great emotional intelligence. Uh, I think it's interesting, uh, the relationship uh, that uh, Gino has had uh, with his assistant coach, uh, Coach Daly, and... He really delegates, and, and of course he's in the situation to do so, uh, but he talks about uh, everything that he delegates to her, uh, whether it's something he didn't enjoy or something that he's not good at. And it's easy to push away the things that you don't enjoy, but it's also important to realize that, coaches, we're not going to be good at everything. So things like tickets, recruiting, practice schedules, academics, marketing, community, outreach, all of those type of things he puts uh, in Coach Daly's lap. And he empowers her to make those decisions for the good of the program. All right? uh, I thought it was interesting. You know, uh, They tell the story of how uh, Ariema was recruiting Di Diana Taurasi, which uh, is in the running at the very least, uh, for the greatest women's basketball player ever. And Ariema brought her in by saying, you know, you're only going to play as many minutes as you earn. And that was music to Tarasi's ear, you know. Um, when, you, when you're that good, and sometimes coaches, we have to remember, uh, players who are really, really good are used to having people tell them that they're really, really good. And sometimes they want to hear, uh, that constructive criticism. Now, you're going to go one way or the other. If, if you criticize or if you coach hard a very good player, they could take it as, well, how come you're not kissing my butt like everybody else does? That's a calculated risk. That's, that's what you're going to have to realize with your relationship with your star player or players. Me, I would always hesitate on the side of, look, I'm here to make you better, and you are not perfect. You have many, many things that you need to work on, just like we all do whether it's skill-based or character-based or academically-based or whatever it may be. Um, and and Ariema uh, was willing to tell uh, Diana Taurasi, hey, look, I'm not promise you, promising you anything. And, and sometimes we run into fellow coaches who make a whole bunch of promises, and then they have trouble keeping those promises. And, and I think that's the wrong thing to do when we're talking about with young people. We need to have more coaches and, and more adults that tell young people the truth so that they are focusing on their future and not just what's good for the adult, all right? I also thought it was very interesting. One of the themes that Ariema talked about was his self-doubt. 
And I, I know I was there at times. I know some of you are probably there sometimes where you have that self-doubt in your mind. Am I good enough to do this? Ari Emma talked about how he questioned uh, if he was good enough to do it. Um, he finally realized that the only thing that he can control is how he prepares his team. And coaches, that's very important going into your competitions is that's the biggest thing you can control is how you prepare your team. And, and once you let that go, it is a very freeing feeling, all right? Uh, the next coach up uh, is Doc Rivers, and I think Doc Rivers is an outstanding coach. Um, I think he does a terrific job. Um, I think it's interesting. He talks about how, uh, and this is a phrase, and I know this is tr truly a f <laughs> the truth about me, um, your greatest strength is often your greatest weakness or your greatest flaw. Um, for me, it's probably my stubbornness. It, it's a great strength sometimes. It, it, it leads to stick-to-itiveness. Uh, but there's also times where it is my greatest weakness as well. All right? um, a couple of things he talks about influences. Uh, he learned as a player that if you're going to lead, you're not going to make everybody happy. And that's the hard part about leadership is, is knowing and realizing you're not going to make everybody happy. Sometimes you just have to make decisions and people are going to be upset with it. All right. Uh, he also talked about what he learned from, uh, from Pat Riley, uh, to get, uh, the key to coaching is to get a group of players to believe that there's one agenda and that you have the same agenda as them. And, that is a, a huge part of team sport is getting everybody on the same page. All right. Um, he also talked about getting fired. Dr. Rivers got fired at one point. Uh, he says here, and here's the quote, getting fired doesn't mean you're a bad coach. Getting fired just means you got fired. If you want to believe you're a bad coach, that's on you. And I think any of us that have dealt with rejection or somebody telling us that we're not good enough, whether it's it's in coaching or in, a, in another job or in a personal relationship or whatever those things may be, you know, it's on you as to how you feel about yourself. Um, and, and Rivers talks about that. You know, you control yourself. And, and coaches, you have to look at yourself and you have to control your feelings and how you feel about you and then convey that confidence to the team. And if you don't have that confidence uh, to give that to your team, then you got to rethink about the role that you're trying to bring into the program. All right. Um, he talks about enjoying winning more. And in a little bit, we're going to talk about Dabo Sweeney and he's quite the opposite. And he probably learned from the mistakes of Doc Rivers. Uh, he talked about enjoying winning the NBA championship more when they won it with the Celtics in 2008. He says, uh, what makes winning so special is that it's hard. That's what I realized in that moment. All those years I chased it and couldn't get it. It should be hard. So many things have to go right for you to win a title. I had the ultimate high inside, but at the same time I'm thinking, okay, we got to go win this thing again because this is the best feeling in the world. So that was my version of elation. And I've talked about this before on the pod. Uh, when you get into the nuts and bolts of coaching and Sometimes uh, winning is a relief, and that's not the way we should look at it. We should look at winning as a joy. It's hard to win, and it's hard to win at a big-time level. And so I know, you know, if slash when I get back into coaching, I am going to enjoy every single victory that we have, all right? Another thing, and you could do this in baseball, you could do it in football, you can do it in basketball, any sort of team sport. Uh, I thought this was an interesting uh, uh, coaching concept to use in practice. He informed the second unit what play the starters were going to run beforehand, and then he instructed the starters not to change a thing. 
that you have to execute when the other team knows what you're going to run. And I thought that was really interesting. You know, he says that's the way things are in the playoffs or in, in high school basketball and district play. Everybody's well scouted. Everybody's well prepared. You still have to run the play and you still have to find a way to win. So I thought that was an interesting coaching strategy implemented by Doc Rivers there. Uh, next up is Brad Stevens. Uh, again, I'm a big fan. You know, it's, it's, it's easy to say most of these coaches in this book I'm a big, big fan of personally. Um, I thought Brad Stevens kind of the uh, – Bill Simmons calls him the president. Um, very intellectually driven. Uh, but he also has an emotional touch with his teams. Uh, he gets his players to, to play hard for him without being uh, overly emotional or overly hyperly critical in, in uh, the public as, as the way some coaches are. Uh, he talked about preparing for games. He says, for each opponent, one assistant scouts the offense, one scouts the defense, and the third evaluates personnel. And then the coaches email their written reports to Stevens and send them video edits via uh, the Internet. And I thought that was really, really interesting to, to spread out your, uh, your scouting responsibilities uh, in that matter. That you know, one coach is a real expert on the offenses that we're going to go up against. Another one is a big expert in the defenses. Another one looks at the personnel and the, and the, uh, the player's strengths and weaknesses. And, and everybody is, is involved in every single game that you are uh, competing in. So uh, I thought that was a unique way of looking at it, all right? Um, he also says you can win a lot of matches by staying patient and waiting for your opponent to make a mistake. Um, you know, he, you know, his teams are built upon discipline. Um, they're built upon, uh, you know, playing the game the right way. Um and if you just stay disciplined a little longer than the other guy, you've got a great chance to win. Uh, he also points out, and here's another quote from the book, uh, no matter how much you plan, no matter how much you prepare, life is not fair. And I can think of teams that I've coached that were championship teams um, that deserved to be champions, uh, that practiced like champions, like that prepared like champions, and we did not win a championship. Um, life's not fair, whether it's a self-inflicted wound or the other team is just better than you that day, whatever it may be. All right. Uh, another thing, um, you talked about practice organization. Uh, if, if, uh, Stevens had 90 minutes to practice, but he got the work done in 50, they end practice early. You know, that's another thing. Sometimes we feel like, well, we have to practice for X amount of time. No, Hey, if we get it, let's move on. Let's get out of here. All right. Um, you know, he talks about, um, being tired and playing through uh, tiredness and, and exhaustion. Uh, this is something that he tells his players. Uh, someday you're all going to be fathers. Your baby is going to be crying at 3 in the morning, and your wife is going to want you to feed him. You may be tired, but you still have to be a good dad. And I think that's a great way of looking at, at, at tiredness or exhaustion or whatever that may be, however you want to phrase it, uh, that you've just got to fight through those type of things. You have to have that mental attitude. Speaking of toughness, he's very famous. Uh, Stevens is for uh, uh, TGHT, the game honors toughness. And that's a big mantra of, of Brad Stevens, perhaps his most famous mantra of, of coaching his teams. All right, so um, next up in our last uh, coach up here is a guy playing for a national championship here in about a week and a half, uh, Dabo Sweeney of Clemson, uh, who had a very, very tough background, and a lot of you know that story. Um, 
Well, he is a uh, as he says, he he's a meticulous planner who who tells the same stories, uses the same phrases, and harps on the same messages, even if his guys have heard it all a thousand times. You know, and if you hear uh, Dabo's post game interviews, uh, he does. He talks about the same things over and over again, and he has a simple philosophy. He stays with it. He implements it. He's uh, very much driven by his faith, and we all have to follow what our heart wants us to follow. Uh, but that's Dabo Sweeney. All right. Uh, he meets with his leadership committee every week, and he wants to hear what they have to say. Uh, he's always taking notes, and and that is a a critical thing, coaches. If you think you can just remember stuff or uh, you know type it into your phone, I personally don't like that. I think there is a relationship between the mind, the hand, and the piece of paper. And he's always writing things down. Something pops into his head, reaches in his pocket, he writes it down. All right. Um, Dabble Sweeney has made it a point to uh, to enjoy every victory. Um, you know, he he is he says, you know, we're not going to uh, just ignore wins or just barely acknowledge the wins. We're always going to have fun. And you know, a lot of coaches would be concerned. For example, the way they were celebrating after they won against Ohio State the other night, and it was a great game, and it was a huge pressure release uh, for him and his staff, I'm sure. But you could tell he was genuinely enjoying the moment and genuinely enjoying the victory, as he should. All right. Uh, I thought the, the last thing here on Dabo, uh, and you can use this in any year, uh, in the year that the book was written, uh, he, he says, we will get to Tampa this year if I will blank. And for this year it would be New Orleans. Um, and then his players fill out a note card, uh, they, they, they put it on a board, and they carry that with them everywhere that they go. And that is a constant reminder of, you know, these are the ways that I can contribute to our team to help us reach our ultimate goal as a team as the season goes along. So uh, Seth Davis's part two of Seth Davis's uh, Getting to Us, an outstanding book. Uh, coaches, I, ensure, I, I encourage you to go out and get it. Uh, we're going to get back and active here uh, on the Twitter. Uh, follow us on Twitter, a pen and a napkin. If you have any questions or comments, email us at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. Obviously, you're, you're listening at iTunes or SoundCloud. Feel free to share anything and everything that we've done so far uh, with the podcast to to your coaching friends. Uh, this is all about helping other coaches and make every coach out there as good of coach as they possibly can be. So this is Marty Plum with a pen and a napkin. This is book club number 11, I believe, Getting to Us by Seth Davis. Coaches, as always, be sure to hone your craft one day at a time. <laughs>